Ion 2020, Ion 2020 episode 59. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, it's Ray Eaton, your host of Eye on 2020, that place that you come to on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, for the news and the related events with regards to this 2020 election as we lead up to it. I appreciate you listening, and I also appreciate you allowing me to be entertained with these uh, little intros that I've been doing. Every so often I'll throw in a... have one of my kids do the intro, and I had my sister do it yesterday, and then today I was just kind of driving to school and just had a, had me and the kids record the uh, episode 59 intro. So I do appreciate you uh, allowing me to do that. And, you know, it's just, I, I got to have fun with this thing, man. If I'm not having fun, there's no reason to even do it, right? It's not like I have advertisements and I'm getting paid for this or anything. So, uh, but anyway, I appreciate all my listeners that come out and listen on a daily basis. Seems like I'm getting more and more listeners every day. And as this thing gets closer to 2020, I think more people are going to be searching these candidates and searching the topics that I'm covering. And that's going to allow me to gain more and more listeners. So uh, go ahead. If you have listened the last couple of days, if you uh, come, come back and listen every so often, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you can listen on a daily basis as well. It'll hit your pod catcher. And give me a five-star rating and review if you can as well. And I'd appreciate that. Been putting a lot of information on my website uh, every single day at Eye on the Empire. That's eyeontheempire.com. I've been putting as much news as I can find for you to uh, skim through, covering you know foreign policy, covering the uh, domestic policy, covering things that are going on in Washington, D.C., and so forth. I think I'm going to start trying to cover just some world news stuff as well. But most of the things I'm trying to focus in on is the empire that we live in and how it has been mingling itself into the affairs of other countries as well as uh, mingling its affairs, affairs into the lives of you and me because they, we know we do live in a country where freedom is valued by the population and we do have a constant battle with our government uh, intruding into our lives in different ways, whether it be the criminal justice system, whether it be domestic spying, whether it be uh, you know the federal government passing laws and passing regulations on you and me so that we can't do certain things or whatever. You know, there's a lot of things that our country is doing that is trying to infringe upon our freedoms that are trampling on the Constitution. Congress is passing laws that they should not be passing, you know, that, that go against the the first ten amendments that the Constitution has. And those are things that I'm trying to keep an eye on for you, and those are things that I'm going to be posting at ionTheEmpire.com, and that's the webpage that I came out and uh, started. Now, I am no expert at web designing, so it may be a little bit basic, but at least it has the good news articles that you could find 
posted my first blog post as well a couple days ago, and you can find that there as well as, uh, you know, all the news articles that I find. I'll be posting some personal stuff as well. Uh, my personal blog posts, I'll be posting those there on a regular basis as well as I come across new items for you and the things that I'm thinking about. Uh, so, I, you know, go ahead and go there. And if you want to go ahead and uh, follow me on Twitter, you can do that as well. I post them in my, uh, I post the show there every day. I also post a lot of these news articles on Twitter. And you can do follow that at Eye on the Empire. And that's where I'm at. So, I appreciate you listening, and you know, I think I got a good show today. What I've been ta- what I've been thinking about going over today was the Mueller report, and just finding, letting you guys know what I think. Now, I don't think that the Mueller report is really that important in the grand scheme of things. What I think is the way that it's framed, because what I've been noticing since it came out is that the Republicans and the the Donald Trump administration is throwing a celebr you know celebrating that it didn't find anything right and what happened is is the news media went along with that narrative as well that there wasn't a lot found so he got to frame it the way that he wanted it to be framed which was that it was a win for him now the democrats were slow to respond to the Mueller report and the left media was slow to respond to it as well. So I think that it's a win for Donald Trump because of that, right? Here he is, this Mueller report comes out, and then it, go, it goes to the Attorney General's office, and then there's a report released that kind of goes over it, and they said that there's not, you know, collusion has not been found and so forth. Now, I'm sure they're going to release the report, they would have to release it in some way, and the and if they don't, the Congress is you know the the Congress is going to go after it. I'm sure, and a lot of the Republicans were saying that they should release it. A lot of Democrats are saying they release it. So I think it would be something that the Congress, and, you know, in the House representative and in the Senate, I think that they would end up pushing for its release. And if there's anything found that's incriminating in that, then it's already been framed as a win for the Donald Trump administration, and I wonder how it's going to affect his poll numbers um, over the next couple weeks. Because, and I'll be, and I'll definitely be going over that in the next couple of weeks as well. Probably in the next couple of days, I'm going to look at these Rasmussen daily tracking polls and see how his approval rating is. Those that approve him, I think it's been around 44, 45 percent for the last couple of weeks now hovering around that number and I'm wondering now that it's been now that he's had the chance to frame this report in a positive light for him I wonder if it's going to affect his uh you know his polling numbers at that point right are people going to be satisfied with the president at that point has this whole idea of Russian collusion this Russian investigation is it going to be a win for him is it going to be a a loss for him I think it's going to be a win for him because he got to frame it right off the bat, um, and the Democrats lost on this issue. I mean, they were foaming at the mouth for this thing to come out, that they were going to find so many incriminating things against the president. And there might be. They haven't. Re- I don't know that they've actually released the entire report yet, but um, when it does, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look through it. I'd love to see how the media portrays it at that point. 
but it's definitely the last couple of days or so. I think it was released Sunday night and it's Tuesday now, right? Um, it's definitely been a, re- I mean, it's definitely a win for the Trump administration because of the way it's been framed in the media and the Democrats, you know, they hyped it up so much. That there's only so much incriminating evidence and then, and then not a lot has been found. And that's going to be something that's going to be to their detriment because they, I think they were hanging their hats on going after this guy for some personal issues, some mistakes made in the campaign by talking to people and, you know, Russian foreign agents or whatever. And now that they can't go after him for that, they are going to have to go after him for some of the stuff that he's doing policy-wise. And they've been resistant to do that. They've been resistant to go after him for, you know, the war issue and things of that nature. I talked about that on yesterday's show. And now they're going to have to go after him on those things. They're going to have to, you know start punching on those state issues that they've been resisting to go after him on. And, and, uh, they can't just, you know, hope that this Russian, Russian collusion is going to be proven and that the American people are going to hate him because he's for Russia and all that. Um, they've been calling it a hoax for so long. And I think what it really comes down to is it must be a hoax. So it's a win for Donald Trump. It's a loss for the Democrats right now as we speak. And, I think that they're going to have to move on from this thing silently, but I guess we'll see as more people dig deeper and deeper into this report and see what happens. There's one news article that I read the other day, or I think it was, yeah, it must have been this morning or maybe it was last night. Um, there was a news article that I saw that said that the way that the report by the attorney general was framed and the way that it was written, he was saying that he's kind of skeptical that maybe he's hiding some things so maybe that there is a lot a lot of or there are a lot of people that are holding out right now I think for the report to come out and see if there's something hidden within there that they were trying to dodge to be honest with you I think that the Trump administration was having the fact that they're able to get the report first and read it over right now they can frame it the way that they want to frame it as a win for them. Let that kind of simmer for the next couple of days, maybe even for a week, and then release the report. And then most people, their minds have already gone away from this report. They've kind of gotten off the subject. That's the, you know, those 40 to 50% of people that are not in tune at all politically, probably more than that, right? But they just hear what's going on. So they're their minds have been changed now. Like, I remember my mom, my mom sent me a message almost immediately after the report came out and said, look, they found nothing on them, right? <clears throat> and by her feeling that way, she's not one that, you know, listens to the news constantly all day and day out. But her mind has already been set that Donald Trump, you know, has not been implicated in this thing. So maybe... In about a week or so, as it simmers, Donald Trump actually releases the whole thing, and then some of these media reports come out, but they're soft things, they're not things that are really that bad, and then it never really makes too much of a splash across the nation as well. And I think that might be something that happens, who knows, but I guess it's t- only time will tell, right? Donald Trump has, I mean, literally about a year until he's going to be campaigning hard against a person that the Democrats decide to put up against him, right? I mean, he's going to be campaigning on a regular basis for himself and just posting up 
the things that he says he's doing, like, you know, I'm helping the economy, I'm doing what I promised, and blah, blah, blah. He's going to be doing that for the next year, but it'll be a little over a year before the Democrats have their guy or gal. And, uh, you know, he has plenty of time to screw up. He has plenty of time to reframe the arguments. He has plenty of time to um, win back the American public, I guess. I don't think he ever really had the American public, but he was able to get a lot of people to vote for him last time, and he won. So he's going to have, you know, he has plenty of time between now and then to, to win those people back and get them back on board and show what he's been doing and highlight his strengths and so forth. And uh, I think this is a win for him. I really do. And then the Democrats, they're going to have to really skirt. I mean, I don't know about the Democrats from like the people that are running against him because um, I think that there's not going to be too much of a challenge for, with them. It's not going to beat them up by any means that the Mueller report didn't find anything. But now they're going to have to run at him from a different angle, right? They can't go at him from the corrupt president angle. They have to go at him from the he has bad policies angle. And that's what they're going to have to go after him at. So um, win for Donald Trump, loss for the Democrats, not necessarily a loss for those uh, people that are running against them. They just have to reframe their arguments as well. So a little follow-up on yesterday's show as well. That's the show that I did, uh, The Reasons Why You Should Hate Donald Trump. And if you want to go back and listen, you can. That's going to be episode 58. But um, I went through a bunch of things on my list of reasons why you should hate Donald Trump and... If you think I was hard on him, that's fine. I don't, you know, I don't really care. I think that, you know, these people, especially politicians who have state power, they need to be taken to task on the things that they do that are wrong. And they, they need to be held accountable at all times about those things because they are the only people that have the monopoly on state power. They have the, they have the ability. I mean, he literally has the ability to send an aircraft to someplace and bomb it, right? So he needs to be held to task on those things. <clears throat> He has the ability to tell the NSA to start spying on people in a roundabout way, and they need to be held to task if that was the case. So politicians need to be held to task on their things that they're doing wrong. So, yeah, if you think that I was being hard on him, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, I will continue to be hard on him, just, I'll be, I'll be, just like I'll be hard on every candidate and every president going forward for the rest of my life, whether they're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, or whatever, they will be... I will pound them because that's just the way that I feel that's something that I need to do, right? But I did want to talk about one thing specifically that um, I think that we need to take him to task on as well. And that's the fact that he was willing to do all these, you know, these executive orders. Now, presidents throughout history have done executive orders on a regular basis, but Donald Trump kind of took one step for, further and declared a national emergency, and that with, an, with a, you know, the national emergency to go build the wall. And <clears throat> I've brought this up in the past, and I think that it's something that we need to realize that he sets, he's setting a precedent at this point that a president can declare a national emergency for anything that he wants to, pretty much he or she wants to, and they can take that and just sidestep, side, sidestep the Congress 
and the congressional approval, and they're the ones that, you know, set aside money for certain things, and it just puts all of the power into the hands of the presidency just by declaring a national emergency. So he did it for this wall, but who's to say that an Elizabeth Warren doesn't do it to nationalize the healthcare system? Oh, it's an emergency, right? Who's to say that somebody else doesn't do it to nationalize the police force? Who's to say, you know, there, there's lots of things that you can use as a national emergency now by setting that precedent. So by Donald Trump doing that, that is something that you need to take him to task on because even if you agree with him on this issue that he should be building a wall, right? You should take the step back and realize that doing it through an executive order sets a nasty precedent that can be used against you one day. And if you're a Democrat and you're against him for this, then you need to be you need to be willing to hold your Democrat candidates and your Democratic presidents down the road accountable if they're going to use an executive order for something that is outside of the normal box that they've used in the past and not take advantage of this precedent that Donald Trump has now set. I think that we need to be consistent in our views with this and this is something that he's, that he's doing that's wrong and we need to take him to task on that and you should... Um, so that's one thing that I left out, and I really wanted to bring that up today. And finally, to bring you a little bit of news, uh, USA Today published this, and it says, uh, this is this week, earlier this week, and it said, I think it was yesterday, and it says, Former Vice President Joe Biden remains the frontrunner among the 2020 Democratic presidential hopefuls, despite not officially entering the race, and he performs the best of those potential nominees in a hypothetical matchup with Donald Trump, according to Fox News poll released Sunday. Asked whom they would like to see win the nomination from a list of 20 potential candidates, 31% of Democratic primary voters chose Joe Biden. Senator Bernie Sanders comes in second with 23%, followed by California Senator Kamala Harris. And then you got Beto, she has 8%. Beto O'Rourke also has 8%. Elizabeth Warren has 4%. And Cory Booker has 4%. Wow, that's insane that Cory Booker is making a move. But those are your top people. Then you got Biden. And then you got um, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke, Elizabeth Warren, and Cory Booker. Now, listen up, everybody. Just so you all know, I saw some polls that did not even mention uh, Tulsi Gabbard. So, just so y'all know, even though she, I mean, she's pulling in around 1% on, all, on the polls that she's in, that's true, but I've seen somewhere they don't even ask about her. They, she's not even on the list. So, I just want to give y'all a little food for thought on that. She is an anti-establishment, anti-war person in some ways, and they won't even put her on some of the polls. So, um... I'm just saying she's getting the Ron Paul treatment uh, because she's going against the establishment on this war issue. And no one else, none of these other candidates are talking anything about the war industrial complex, the military industrial complex and ending the wars. So anyway, going on, who is running for president 2020? Over 67% of Democratic voters say they would like Biden to enter the race and 19% say that they hope he stays out. I wonder if those are Bernie Sanders uh, people that want them to stay out so anyway um now let's get into what it says and this is bef this is 
poll was taken right before the Mueller investigation came, came or the report came out. So I, I'm sure these numbers are going to change big time between now and then, right? But um, it says the poll found Sanders winning a contest with Trump, although by a narrower 44 to 41 percent. And uh, when he was up against Joe Biden, Joe, Joe Biden wins. Let's see, it says Biden performed the best of the Democratic nominees in a theoretical head-to-head matchup with Trump. If the election were held today, 47% of voters say they would vote for Biden and 40% say they would vote for Trump. The poll found Sanders winning the contest 44 to 41%. And then you have Kamala Harris trails Trump 39 to 41. And Warren was behind 40 to 42. That's interesting to see. But I think that the thing is, is a lot of the people that they're asking probably don't know who Kamala Harris is, and they might not even know who Elizabeth Warren is, right? So that might be why that why he would win. So name recognition plays a lot of factor as well. And like I said, this is before the Mueller investigation was uh, concluded and this report was released. So I don't know, like I and I said this in the beginning of the show, I think I'm going to keep a close eye on the uh, polls for the next couple days as well as, you know, keep a, keep an eye on Trump's approval rating in the next couple of days and see if it jumps up. And if it does, it's definitely something that's going to help him out. So let's see. 52% of respondents say they approve of Mueller's handling of the investigation, and 36% say they disapprove. I bet you this flips now because uh, Republicans and especially Trump lovers are going to say they, they, uh, they approve of the of the investigation now all the people that hate trump are going to say they disapprove and uh before it was probably you know a lot of de- trump supporters were saying that they disapprove the way it's been handled 80 percent say Mueller's report should be made public 52 percent say trump tried to interfere in the investigation and 30 36 percent say that he did not 45 percent say they trust Mueller to tell the truth more than trump and 29 percent say they trust trump over Mueller. All right, whatever. Those are things that aren't really matter, don't really matter. And um, this was a hundred or one thousand and two registered voters with a three percent percentage uh, point margin of error. So Joe Biden beats Donald Trump in the hypothet- hypothetical message that or matchup. That is really the key to this article right here. And I think Joe Biden's a strong candidate. I mean, he he has. I mean, he he could run the center if he needs to especially when he goes to goes against Donald Trump he can get those blue collar voters cuz he's a blue collar kind of you know he's appeals to those guys as well out in the midwest and uh i think that he's someone that could be a formidable candidate candidate against Donald Trump but then again he is one of those people that makes slip ups all the time and uh i think people hold him accountable to making those slip-ups, whereas Donald Trump, he can make all the slip-ups he wants, and people don't, I mean, his followers don't care, so we'll see how this this goes, I don't even see that Joe Biden's entered the race, and I think I said this probably two or three weeks ago, that I thought he was going to enter the race soon, and he didn't, and still to this day, he has not, so we'll see where that leads, most candidates, you know, start announcing by April or May, I'm sure, Um, you have people entering the race on a regular basis, no one's really come 
fully into it you know in the last couple of weeks so joe biden might be your next guy who knows if he does announce by friday i'm starting to wonder if he's going to but he did slip up a couple of days ago and say that he was gonna um that he was going to run so we'll see how that goes but i you know hopefully i brought you some good information today and uh please come back tomorrow and listen guys i really appreciate all my listeners go ahead and subscribe to the show if you can uh hit me up on uh my twitter handle if you'd like to you know just let me know how i'm doing things like that right i had someone call me out the other day and said that they love the show and i appreciate that i appreciate my listeners that would you know send me some support through twitter you could also go to my webpage at which is uh, www.ionthempire.com and then uh subscribe and then give me a five-star rating and a review, and then come back tomorrow for a clear vision for 2020.